to say what I feel Miami has so much appeal A great place to get a seafood meal Miami Miami, Miami You've got style Picture it, Los Angeles, 2015. Welcome to Out on the Lanai, the only Golden Girls podcast you will ever need to listen to. I'm H. Allen Scott. And I'm Carrie Doherty. And this is a podcast where we have a guest over to watch an episode of The Golden Girls, and then we talk about it. Yes, Mm -hmm. and today we watched Season 2, Episode 14, The Actor, actor. which aired on January 17th, 1987, and is, of course, it is such a colorful, wonderful episode. My favorite Dorothy outfit. Yes, where where the girls all fall in love with Mr. Patrick Vaughn, a seasoned television actor who comes to do a play. What a babe. At the Miami Community House Theater. And they all fall in love with him, and he plays them all. How could you not? Yes. I wanted him to trick me. (laughs) <laughs> the voice that you guys are hearing right now, wouldn't it be funny if we just never introduced yeah. our guests, if we just let them talk? The ghost of. The ghost of um, is a very hilarious, lovely, talented comedian named Claire Teitelman. Welcome, Welcome Claire. Claire! Hi! That was Creepy. very cultish. Yeah. Like the Scientology Center, Scientology Center is right down the street. I'm feeling it. Um, welcome. Thank you for so, the delicious fruit salad. You're very welcome. I love offering people fruit salad. Jokes. Get it. <laughs> you can, they're sick jokes. Okay. Um, <laughs> what's your That background? was actually a similar joke to in the show. There was. Yes. Fruit, yeah. A fruit joke. Oh, uh-huh. you uh-huh. served fruit salad when there was a fruit joke in the, I see what you did there. I didn't yeah. know that when I did it, but Rub I did it because, you know, it's all, it's in, it's in me. Unconscious. Wow. What a meta, you had like a subconscious meta Golden Girls joke but moment. But I forget what was the Golden Girls joke? Oh, oh, he said that he was, he'd been offered plenty of fruit because he worked in musical theater. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't really like the joke, but I find it funny. I was oh. going to ask what yeah, you thought about offensive. it. Yeah, it's offensive. It is a little now. offensive, but offensive it's, it was the now. 80s. It was the 80s. Let's yeah. be real. Um, so what's your background with the GGs? Oh, um, okay. So, I mean, I haven't watched it in like a thousand years. Yeah. But I, I guess maybe I watched a couple episodes when I was younger. Yeah. But I'm really quite a virgin. Oh wow! Yeah. And you look amazing too for being a thousand plus years old. Thank you. I mean, yeah. and a virgin. Thank yes. you. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Lasers are amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, vaginal reconstruction, but um, I thought. Uh, Can you do that? <laughs> what? Can you do vaginal reconstruction? Brandy yeah, like Granville did it, and when they got wait, who did? Brandy Glan. What? Brandy. Who's She's that? a housewife, right? Yeah. So okay. you guys, you guessing. guys are nineties. I'm yeah. of modern era, um, pop culture. But uh, <laughs> I'm actually the years. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also a thousand years old in present time. Yeah. But um, she, whatever. She's like a real housewife, whatever. And when he left her, she used his credit card to pay for vaginal reconstruction. What Which is vaginal reconstruction? Why did she need that? Broke open her vagina with his huge oh. cock and gave birth to his children. So she was yeah, like, I was he should pay, pay to have it fixed up. So after you have a baby, I think so, your vagina's after. broke. Pretty much. I don't, I don't, you're looking at me like I've had children. You guys have vaginas. I figured you would know something. Oh, but like. You talk to your mother about your vagina, I hope. Well, okay. Is your vagina broke? Wait, but here's where you're going to trust me with something about vaginas. When I was sitting here with two men trying to, who were disagreeing with me about a joke that was about Rose's vagina. And I was like, guys, I have one. I know what the joke is. That wasn't about vagina. That was about like special areas on wool. 
No, Wait, it was what? a vagina joke. There was a vagina joke in a recent episode. <laughs> anyway. Guys, get back to my episode, please. <laughs> yes. Um, I left out. Yeah, okay. I mean, I'll okay. Google vaginal reconstruction later and right. won't click on images. Yeah, don't Google that shit. Um, so the episode opens with... Uh, Dorothy's on the couch or whatever, dressed. I mean, she looks like Big Bird. I'm only saying this because she's very tall, but she's wearing she has this a very massive yellow, yeah. Top. Yeah. massive yellow slouchy sweater and like khaki pants, which also look a little bit like the color of Big Bird's yes. legs. Um, so Sophia comes in wearing an outfit with a, like a raincoat kind of pulled over her. It was quite stylish. Had a real Burberry vibe. Mm-hmm. Yes, it did. It had yeah, a very it really did. Burberry vibe. And you know, Dorothy's like, "Ma, what are you doing? It's like 80 degrees outside." And sees that underneath, like, she's holding this raincoat over because underneath she's wearing what looks like a child's pirate costume that you'd buy at Walmart at Halloween for $10.99. No, it was tailored for her. Come on, guys. It was tailored for her. It was probably repurposed, maybe. Maybe. So from a child actor. Sophia is <laughs> she's dressed this way. She's Dorothy's like, Ma, is that a saber under your coat? Which I love. Sophia is dressed like a pirate because she just got a job at Captain Jack's seafood shanty. It's true. I felt so envious of like, God, I mean, I've just had to work my whole life. And to imagine to want to work even when your daughter's going to pay you. She's like, I'm going to pay for you. And she's like, I want to work. I was like, privilege. Only people who are given a lot of money are like, I'd love a job. (laughs) (laughs) And they go for like two days like, no, I don't want a job. I don't think it's for, I work, but I only work one day a week and half of it's from my own house. Um, She's she's 81 and she wants to work. And Dorothy doesn't. I'm not that envious. She's 81. and Yeah, she's lived a life. She shouldn't have a job at 81. She pushed out a massive human being from her vagina. Multiple human beings. Look who came out of her. This beast. Who's the other human beings? She has two other kids. Yes. She has Gloria and and, um, Phil. Phil, Jesus. Um, And, uh, but it's so funny because she's like, you know, why do you have a job? I give you an allowance. She's like, who am I? Dennis the Menace? And I was like, yes, you guys need to not treat Sophia like a child or like a dog in the car. Like they always treat her. But at the same time, she is, Dorothy is her caretaker. She's taken on the task of being her caretaker. And because of that, and because of her advanced age, she can't hold down a job five days a week and provide, have her own money for spending and stuff. So the fact I that mean, she does go out and get a little job is kind yeah. of cool. But Dorothy also should give her an allowance. She should. Yeah. She deserves it. I mean, it's full circle. Old yeah. people become babies, are babies, and you become old and babies again. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, basically. But, I mean, she's not quite a baby yet. She's fighting it hard. She's like, she also, she's like a toddler, being like, no. Well, she also comes from a generation where, like, she was provided for probably by her husband for yeah. her, his entire life, and then he dies, and what happens to her? You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. his little bitty, he, they obviously weren't for money, so, like, what, you know, what happens to her? There has to be some consideration, and... I mean... Yeah. Someone's got to do it. I hope I, I don't know yeah. why her rich daughter doesn't yeah. take care of her. Guys, you know what? We've asshole. we've spent more time talking about the storyline yeah. than the storyline appeared in the actual episode. Cuz that's episode. the last time we see Sophia. It's not the last right? time we see oh, no. Sophia, but guys, if I mean Sophia flat out disappears, like I feel like Estelle Getty came in for a di- half a day's worth of work and then was like, "See ya, I'm going yeah. on vacation" and left. Yeah. Um, guys, so, I have kind of a big question for you. Sure. Um, when I watched it, I immediately thought, like, oh, this is what inspired Sex in the City. Mm-hmm. Am I wrong? No. I mean, a lot of people get that, because it is very, very, very similar. Like the three- I don't think it inspired it, but I think what this show did was it created a 
sort of archetype, I can't say the word. Archetype? Thank you, archetype, that um, that at originally wasn't plausible on TV uh, right. for women, especially of any There's age, like the really. sexy one, the dumb one. Yeah, but like, uh, it, that archetype had not been around on television mm. before. They had to have a man sort of counteracting with that. And so the fact that this show successfully showed that you can have, not just for older women, but for women, women yeah. on a show, not on their leading periods, the show, period. just, just yeah. being on a show, period, is something that can work. And then, of course, right after that, you had you had popular shows like Kate and Alley, but even Kate and Alley, same time as Golden Girls. It yeah. starred Jan Curtin and... Not Jan Curtin. Yeah, Jan Curtin from SNL. Jan Curtin, yeah. From the original SNL. Mm-hmm. Like, from Third Rock from the Sun. Yeah. Jan Curtin. Jane. Yeah. Jane. Jane. Jane Curtin. Jane Curtin. And I forget the other actress. Um, but uh, you, you had women on TV, like, headlining shows. Cagney and Lacey's another yeah. one. Um, but they all had male past. Yes. They all came from other men yeah. that dictated the it's story. story. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas Golden Girls didn't necessarily do that. They came to each other, each other. because they needed a house. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. They needed each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, yeah, it's a, it's a really it created something, something. and now we see it a lot. Yeah. Not a lot, yeah. not a lot, but we see it. We see it. More. We see it for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, so let's Two get into the. Is a great example. Yeah. You know, another sort of. Yeah. Uh, sex I just like how the Sex and the Sea women are like the exact same characteristics of those women. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Yeah, kind of I could see that. Sexy one, the dumb one, the, mm-hmm. like the bird, the tall bird ones. You look at girls. Carry. Girls is the same one. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Girls same is the one. same mm-hmm. sort classic, of setup. Yeah. Tactics. So let's get into the let's do it. Let's get into the meat of this episode. So Blanche and Rose come in. I mean, besides themselves. I mean, yes. this. Is, I mean, not not as excited as uh, you know the Burt. I mean, almost as excited as as the the time they found out that they were going to meet Burt Reynolds after mm-hmm. a show. Mm. Um, and they talk about um, how the, the what is it the, the Miami Community Playhouse is going to be doing another show, and uh, this year they've got a pretty big actor. And Dorothy is like. Eh, she's like, well, I mean, you know, the, the last year, the sort of the Meryl Streep of our town was so bad. And I guess this is supposed to be like Miami's greatest actor. Yeah. Like she was so bad that when they did, they put on a performance of the Diary of Anne Frank. Halfway through the second act, the audience started shouting, she's in the attic, she's in the attic. Which I feel like is a very is iconic nothing, Golden Girls joke. Literally, um, I, I feel like. I have often, and you know, I'm I'm a I'm a proud Jew, but I have often thought, I've tr- figured out ways to make Anne Frank jokes that are good, like to the point where like I just appreciate them mm-hmm. so much. Like this joke is incredible. In a piece I just wrote last week um, for about like male body image, I did this whole thing where I was talking about over the years I've I've worn so many layers, of, I've worn more layers of clothes than Anne Frank on moving day, and it's like <laughs> like just when I'm able to make an Anne Frank joke that feels like works. Yeah. It just makes me it's, so proud. And the writer who wrote that joke must have been like, yeah, yes. yes! Estelle's <laughs> gonna love this one! Put the, the pen on the down, I'm leaving yes. for the day. Um, it is a very funny joke. And, uh, and but no, Blanche announces the, the big actor that they're mm-hmm. going to have attached to this year's Miami Community Play yes. is none other than Mr. Patrick Vaughn. Patrick Vaughn? No, my God. And Dorothy, and I mean, and you know, Dorothy gets very excited. Again, not Burt Reynolds excited, but very close. Yes. And and at first, because I asked her favorite television actor. She keeps saying, oh, he is by far my favorite TV actor. He's my favorite television actor. But they never actually say, list any, what show or anything that he's been on. And even the actor that plays him, Lloyd Bachner. 
not that big of an actor. No. Well, this is why I looked at you and I said, wait, is this like a Burt Reynolds thing where it is actually a real guy? No. And you were like, no. Oh, that was probably a dream for the actor to get to play an actor that people know. Yeah, that probably was, didn't happen a lot in the 80s. That whole meta sort of like yeah. actor playing on his own. You know, because Burt Reynolds just came I'd in. I'd love to it. play an actor yeah. that people know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd love to yeah. be an actor people know. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to uh-huh. be known. Yeah. By anyone. So, so anyway, so, <laughs> I know you. so Mr. Patrick Vaughn is going to be in yes. the play, and they're very excited. Um, yeah. So in the next scene, we're at the we're at the community playhouse. Which, and before we go into that, so the play is, uh, I, I don't believe ever said what play it is, but it's sort of a cross between, like, Our Town and Picnic, which, mm-hmm. coincidentally... Oh, I was going to say the, Oklahoma. The, or Oklahoma, yeah. too. Uh, but Oklahoma's a musical, this is yes, a musical. Is. Uh, but the year prior to this, Rue McClanahan starred in a version... In a live recording of a, the play Picnic oh. uh, that came on Showtime. Was, oh wow, interesting. Yeah. So maybe know. there was a crossover because this maybe. was only right after that. I I was in our town yeah. when I was in eleventh grade, mm-hmm. I think, and I played Emily of Emily and George, the oh. two leads. F- oh. a, a play for... Who did you beat out? Bragging. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, you guys. I mean, from a young age, I was Tinkerbell in ninth grade. That was unheard of. Um, it was an incredibly dark play to have... And also, our theater teacher was like... It was a guy who was like brought in off of... like He had done some local theater in Boston or something, and yeah. they brought him in as like this... Like a star. You know, exactly. It was like, Mrs. Simeone isn't going to be teaching this year, who was our English teacher. They were like, it's going to be this one guy. And he was... Crazy. He would make us stay super late to rehearse, like, to, like, 11 p.m., which when you're a kid is crazy. He wouldn't let you walk behind him. He didn't like it when people walked behind him. Like, I don't know if he ever had... He'd been in prison. Maybe. But he didn't like it. You Like, if you cross behind him, he would flip out on you. Wow. Anyway, super crazy. Um, it was a very depressing play and, like, yeah. a really bad time in my life. I had, <laughs> I, I, did, I did this community theater, um, the Children's Hour, not our town. But um, I didn't realize when I... When my dad, I really wanted to be in a play. My dad was like, okay, I found a community theater play. I audition. I got it. It was really exciting. And then I found out that it was... Um, all the people in it were um, in a halfway house. And... Mm-hmm. Were, it was all women who were um, recovering and also mentally ill. And um, anyways, they loved me. I loved them, and it was awesome. <laughs> but uh, the guy was also, his director, he was also, like, um, he wanted to be, like, a big star Broadway director. Anyways, I don't think he became one, but that's okay. Moving on. I was in James and the Giant Peach, a kid, a child's production. I was an adult, but I was in the and the director, I played the earthworm. Very oh, last minute, like, before, like the day before the play opened, they were like, we need someone funny, we have to get someone funny because the person backed out or something. So I played the earthworm, and the costume that the girl, like, replaced a girl that she was going to wear didn't fit me, so they put me in saran wrap, like purple saran mm. wrap on stage, and I was like, sure, this is fine. And I get out there, I don't know my lines or anything, I'm improving everything, basically. And the kids are That's loving me. That's great for being a kid, to yeah, improv. I was doing, like, weird stand-up fun stuff then, and I... Uh, you did stand-up as a child? Yeah. Yeah, 17 I started. Wow. Yeah. Um, and I was, so I was just improving stuff, and I had the saran wrap on, and I, I was sweating profusely, oh, yeah. and then I just fainted, because saran wrap <gasps> contains yes. your feet. Oh my god. Yeah. And it's, so like, I, it's like squeezing, it's yeah. probably forcing blood. So these kids saw an earthworm turn into a beautiful sort of man. Um, on stage. Did your saran wrap fall off? No, I started ripping it off. Wow. And I made a joke out of it, of course, but I started just like taking it Were you like, I'm becoming a butterfly? That doesn't really work. I was just like, I'm going to save us out of this peach. 
Here's my hairy chest and my ding-a-ling. That's amazing. I didn't have any of those things then. That's amazing. <laughs> Still don't. Um, so, well, those are, yeah, those are our theater experiences. Yeah, guys, that's our resume. So the women are in. So the women are in Patrick Vaughn's dressing room, like, putting out champagne and flowers and... And Sophia comes in. This is the second and only time we see Sophia again in the episode. And Sophia comes in, and she's the only one who's not excited for this actor guy to come in. And Patrick Vaughn enters, and he speaks like this. And he wears an ascot, and he has a handkerchief in Mm -hmm. his pocket, and he wears navy, and his hair is combed. That's Great Patrick Vaughn. Yeah, that was good. That was That's good. Patrick Vaughn. I was seeing him. Was, yeah. yeah, it's like he was in the room. And the women, like, they lose yeah. their shit. Mm-hmm. They can't. Dorothy is like, yeah, hello, I, E, I, B. And Sophia's like, this is my daughter Dorothy. She's an English teacher. Which, yeah. like, yeah. thank you at least for giving us a good joke from Sophia before yeah. sending her off into the sunset in her pirate costume. Um, but I mean, the women are losing themselves over him. Yeah, it's like Elvis Presley. It's yeah. like he's off. It's like they they're mesmerized by him. It's like he's put a spell on them. They're all reaching for him while staring at him and not breaking what, eye really? contact. What D less celebrity would make your? That's what I was just gonna say. Oh really? Yeah, that's so funny. Wow. D list? Yeah, D list. Because this guy's obviously D list. Well, do you think he's D-list during their he's time? He's doing Miami Community Theater. And he's in, right. and he's he's only in Miami, right, which, right, by the way, right. they never make this public news. They're never like, oh, so-and-so is in town shooting this commercial. That's not going to be oh, in the Oh, yeah, he's a tangerine. Yeah, yeah he's in yeah, town. He's, he's yeah, in town doing it. And it's so funny. And you can tell because he builds it up. He's like, oh, I'm, I'm uh, after after I leave here today, I'm going to, to go over the nuances of my character for this mm. other project I'm doing. And Rose is like, oh, I read that in the paper. You're going to be a fruit in a commercial. Mm-hmm. And then that's where they make the fruit joke. Yeah. Um, My D-list crush would be Mario Lopez, I think. But is he D-list? I think so. If you're interviewing someone and you're a former actor, you've become D-list. But maybe Mario Lopez likes hanging out at the Grove and talking to famous people. I know. Amongst random Grove people. And then he goes dealing candy. Yeah, no, he's D-list. Yeah, he's totally D-list. Okay, who would I get excited over? Um, Probably J.C. Chazé. Unless Mario Lopez wants to come on the podcast during his episode. Then you're A-list. Then you're (laughs) A-list. Sorry, I totally cut you off. No, you're fine. I just said J.C. Chazé from NSYNC. Because I can't say Justin Timberlake. I didn't even know that's how you said his last name. Chazé. Which one is that? Is that the tall Italian-looking one? No, that's Jerry Fatone. Okay. Um, it's not Chris Kirkpatrick. Oh, it's, and it's the not skinny Lance. one. That it, has he the was dark also hair. in the Mickey Mouse Club with Justin Timberlake. That's he where was, I knew him from. He looked like he had some sort of like kidney disease that made him skinny and weird and gaunt. No, he was never gaunt. He looked gaunt. Maybe. No, I mean, no, he was he was not gaunt. He looked unhealthy. Anyway, so that would be mine, <laughs> J.C. Chazé. That's that, I mean, I could think for a while and, yeah. and really whatever, but that's what I'm going to go with. I mean. Who's yours? Mark Paul would be D list, right? No. No, I think Mark Paul's definitely B. B. He's B. He's yeah. on Franklin he's regular, and yeah, yeah he's, he's a, got a he's show now. He's still working. He's still oh, making he's B, the money. B, B. Yeah. Well, who are examples of D? D, well, like Mario Lopez, or people who, like, are doing... I feel, I even feel bad saying D. I don't like associating anything, because, like, these people work really, really hard, and sometimes it's really hard to, like, have, to continue to have as successful a career as you had when you I were mean, at your peak. I mean, you're the giving truth them is, so that's, we don't, yes, we don't like, probably know any actors who are big who then are working community theater, because we never hear about it. Because, yeah, and also, like, community theater. Yeah. Like, like where do you see community theater these days? In my hometown. Yeah, not same. Coming. In my hometown, too. Yeah. yeah. But there's no celebrities coming, do they? The drama teacher's doing the lead. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. Okay. You well, can you can think, think about on it. Too, it. I'll, yeah, I'll get back to you. Yeah. So, um, shout out in the middle of <laughs> So, uh, so then we're, so now they're, they're auditioning roles for this play that we don't really know the name of it. Um, and we start on, so they're all doing the same scene with Patrick Vaughn, no, who plays Biff. No, they're doing different Biff. scenes. No, they're doing the same scene, but Dorothy starts, when we open up in the scene, Dorothy's further along in the scene. Oh, they just yeah. continue on from each other's And then, parts. no, 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 they're, they're doing the same, like, it both, it ends with, I want you to take me, Biff. So basically yeah. we're seeing oh. Dorothy just a little bit later in the scene, and then Blanche starts oh. from the beginning and gets to the point where oh, Dorothy okay. was. Yeah. And then so, Dorothy says something about a beautiful... And then Blanche laughs. Yes. So he's like, you know, I've never seen anyone more beautiful than you, Josie. <laughs> and then Blanche yeah. laughs. And um, and and I love that the audition scene involves a kiss, which means yeah. he yeah. was kissing. I mean, there were, what, 30 women sitting around? Oh, God, he was yeah. kissing all of them yeah. when he was auditioning. And they're all auditioning in front of each other. It's not yeah. like everybody's out in another room and they call you in one by yeah. one. They're all sitting out watching it. Pressure! Yes. And, um, and yes, so the, the scene ends, it's a romantic scene between Biff and Josie and it ends with, I want you to take me, Biff, and then take they kiss. Me. And I mean, him and Dorothy have a pretty hot kiss. And but she says, Blanche's turn. Yes. Oh, she says well, Dorothy says, she says, I want you to take me, Biff, and they kiss and then she goes right here on this stage and then she goes to kiss him again and she's like, I'm sorry, that was an ad lib. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> love it. I, I would have loved it if that ad lib was an ad lib. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that yeah. would be like a funny. I loved Rose's dress. I would wear Rose's dress. I, yeah, Rose has, Rose is good. Mm-hmm. Rose, Rose knows how to dress herself. That yes. stuff, I, I mean, her dress really, I feel like, you know, stayed. Yeah. Oh, but what, um, the other ones, you know, her pants? Blanche. Yeah. Blanche, her pants and her heels. That, that's coming back. You know who wears those pants and And we're heels? talking, we should say, we're talking yeah, like sort floral, of. floral, like, like. Well, they, to me, they look like joggers. pajama pants, yeah. but they're cinched at the ankle. Yeah, they're joggers. No, no, who wears yeah. those? Who looks good in them? Yeah. Who? What's the actress's name? Um, Eva Mendez. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. She wears those yeah, yeah. baggy pants and those heels, so she's obviously inspired by. Obviously. <laughs> inspired by Blanche. Well, speaking of Blanche, so it's, it's Blanche's turn now to, to audition. audition, and it's probably one of the most memorable Blanche outfits and moments. In, and I moments mean. In, in Golden Girls history that um, other shows have actually taken from. I can, I'm thinking of one off the top of my head, Will and Grace. Uh, but Oh yeah, with Grace. Yeah, yeah the balloon yeah. boots oh, with exactly. the water in them and she squirts them. Yeah. Oh, yes. It's, it's, it's very indicative of that. Yep. Um, but Blanche has, she stuffs her bra with balloons. Yes. Or something. Yes, I believe they're balloons. Horrible idea to stuff your bra with balloons. balloons I yeah. mean, and you get, Hey, you gotta improvise. And she stands up and they're massive. But they're, she does this great reveal where she's got this Matching How top did they not her see bottom. it on the way in? I mean, she was wearing a loose thing. It was probably buttoned up. She probably crossed her arms in front of her chest. How? Um, So, but she, she, her back is facing everybody. She's like, oh, they call her Blanche. She's like, oh, just a minute. And then she pulls it off and then she sort of puts her shoulders back, sticks her chest out and turns around and we see these giant pointy tits. Huge. Huge pointy tits. Huge. So they do the scene from the beginning now. So we see the whole scene, you know, that's awfully late on the sky, isn't it, Uh Busty? I mean, Josie. Because yeah. he can't stop, whatever. But it's okay. So then they get to the I want. She goes, I want you to take me, Biff. And they get there and they hug, and we hear this very distinct sound effect—the sort of pop, pop of two balloons and that hiss of them yeah. draining. And her chest goes shockingly flat. Well, because they do a cutaway. Because clearly she's not wearing actual balloons that have yeah. popped. It's not a practical effect. Yeah. So they have to cut to a reaction of the girls, and then they go back, and they've—I mean. 
I mean, the Blanche th- does not have a chest. No. So Rumi Clanahan did not have big boobs, but I feel like for this, they I feel like they maybe taped him down or they gave her a yeah. tiny bra because they were looking then, even smaller yeah. than they Ew. usually do. She had breast cancer. Oh. Yeah. I that. Late in life. Yeah. Throwing that out there, guys. Get checked. Okay. Yes. Sad now. Yeah. Touch yourselves, everybody. Yeah. Please touch um, yourself. Or just like make your boyfriend do a breast exam for you because like they don't love it. They, or, you like you both get something out of it or your girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. for the guys. Testicle exams, All feel the those time. Mm-hmm. testicles, yeah. those things. I learned recently about speaking of testicles, totally off topic, that I can't wear normal size um, cock ring because <laughs> because I have I had just cancer huge, oh. and I, I have one testicle and it won't fit. Regular ones oh, won't fit. Oh wow! So what do you have to get? I have to get a smaller one. A smaller oh, one. Yeah. and then you're gonna have to explain. You're gonna be like, it's not okay. It's not the yeah. thing. It's not what you think it is. I learned. Um, I learned some things. Yeah. About myself. Mm-hmm. Lately, you know, yeah. sometimes you got to be flexible. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, I'm willing. I'm open. You know what I mean? No judgment, judging. So right after the Blanche's boob pop. boobs pop, yes, um, she's kind of goes and sits back down with the girls, and they're like, "Okay, and we've 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 made all of our decisions." Yeah. They immediately cast this play yeah, without... Yeah, they knew from the beginning who they were casting. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's so rude. They had them cast audition. They already knew who they were picking. Yeah. Or they were just like, well, well maybe they won't notice. Maybe maybe they'll think that when Blanche was walking back over to the ladies, they had a very quick discussion. Yeah. I, mean, um, I, I mean, I obviously reject all the time from parts, but I like to imagine they really like suffered over it. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's really good. They'd but. sit down and they would ha- have to put something to a vote. Yeah. But yeah. it's like, everything's coming from Patrick Vaughn and like the stage manager? Like, yeah. what is that guy? Is he supposed to be the director of the play? I Well, the stage manager actually... Speaking of the stage manager, I do have to mention, so a couple episodes ago, we had a Christmas episode, and there was an actor named Buddy Daniels Friedman, who had the best IMDb headshots ever, which we just Oh, posted. yeah, Bud Friedman, yeah. the guy, no, it's not Bud Friedman. But uh, the the man who played the stage man on this one, Frank Bine, Bernie, Bernie, um, he, I don't have my glasses on, but he has the second best IMDb oh, shots wow. ever. Angry smiles. Angry oh, smiles. He's very, oh, he's angry. got a lot of frowny ones. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, very, he's I love it when you show us photos oh, yeah, sorry, of things guys. that are not yeah, beneficial so, to the so podcast. So you should check show. out um, Frank Bernie, and we'll post pictures of Frank Bernie. This is my favorite Frank Bernie. Aww. It's a frowny one. He yeah. looks like Ed Asner. But in it's that almost photo. like. Like sexy, kind of. It's there like is, James Dean, like got old and angry. Yeah, and bald. And bald. <laughs> yeah. So guys, <laughs> t-shirt. <laughs> James Dean got old and angry. <laughs> That's funny. I want to stop looking at this. Is unfair to the Sorry, podcast guys. listeners. Sorry. So Frank Bernie. So they cast this one woman as Josie. That yes. is not Blanche or Dorothy or uh, Rose. Woman, Can you, you tell would... me what her name is? Yes, I can because she's she's uh, she's a pretty big actress. Not no, not the actress, but her name. Oh, Phyllis. Phyllis Hammerow. That's what she plays. Right. It no, was a... Phyllis is the name of the the woman the woman who gets cast as Josie. Yeah, her name is yes. Phyllis. Yes. Yeah. The character, the actress's name is Janet Carroll, and you've seen her in like. Risky Business, Jennifer Lopez is Enough, Forces of Nature. She's, She's really a good, lot yeah. of things. Oh, yeah. yeah. I love Forces of Nature. Yeah, it's an amazing movie. movie. Um, so they're all upset, and Blanche is like, I'm going to go tell Patrick what I think. And she, at once everybody's gone, she goes over to Patrick, and, uh, and he is basically like, um, 
I'm, I'm so glad you've approached me because I've been wanting to ask you out. So he basically asks her out to go to dinner. Yeah. She's all excited to tell the girls. And then he's like, no, we must keep it a secret. Uh, I'm going through a very public divorce. And she's yeah. like, oh, I know. I read People magazine. <laughs> and so she hurries off. Rose comes in looking for Blanche. She, they do. Oh, but then he goes, Blanche or Rose, uh, there's something I've been wanting to ask you. And she's like, oh, mine are real, which I thought was funny too. But then he does the same thing to Blanche or to Rose and he asks her out. She gets excited. He's like, don't tell anyone. He schedules a date with her for 10 p.m. She also reads People Magazine. She also reads People Magazine. Yeah. So he's got Blanche at 8, Rose at 10, and then... Rose rushes off, and then Dorothy comes in. Yeah. And he does the same thing with but her. But he starts off the conversation with, "Do you read, Do you read People magazine?" magazine? Yeah, that was and he's like, yeah. "What are you doing at midnight?" And then that's where we sort of end the act. Whereas I thought, like, of all the women, now of course he doesn't know these women, but of all the women, it should have gone the other way because Blanche is more of a night owl, you would yes, think, of and Dorothy's more of a get to bed early because she's reading. Yeah, I but just he felt like it enough. was funny because she's the probably least sexually yes. attractive. Yes. And that he was putting her at midnight. Though, if, I mean, I, I, well, if I had to choose which one to sleep with of the three women. You pick her? I. I'd pick Rose. I would pick Rose, 100% too, 100% Rose. Yeah, Rose is definitely a, she's got stuff. She, oh, yeah, Rose around. is dirty as shit in bed. You know Rose like Oh, yeah. Rose. And you could she's probably talk filthy. her into anything. Oh, yeah, yeah you could. Yeah. yeah. She would be super into role playing. Wow. Um. So, but here's the thing, because we later learn that he's basically been dating every single woman in the play, which yes. all the women, no, the women who were not cast as Josie, essentially, which is the one role, he's like, you'll all be cast as townspeople. Yeah. So, like how they have, like how they have to say non-speaking. Non-speaking yeah. townspeople roles. Uh, Where they all start talking. Though. Well, I also feel like they're telling the actors themselves, like the actual Golden Girls extras, they're like, just to be aware, you're not speaking now, but also in the context of the play you'll be performing in later, it's also a non-speaking yeah. role. You're still under the line. You're not even making a day player rate. But you're getting then, extra fee. Like, they're, they're <laughs> yeah. literally getting paid the least they could be getting paid. Yeah. And we're they're kind of rubbing it in their faces. Which is probably like $100 a but day. But then doesn't Dorothy have a speaking part? Uh, well, yes. Dorothy, later. Dorothy later. Got, yeah, later. But we never hear her get cast as that. No, 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 no. But it, but, but a it lot happens. happens a lot happens off screen. Okay. But here's the thing: Patrick Vaughn is dating all of these women. Yes. Is he a vampire who does not sleep? Because he's well, his dick is like hard as a rock. A hundred well, hours a day. That's what amazed me because he's obviously a man in his fifties. You know, you're sitting seems... very far away from the mic. Oh, I get, it gets it though. I did the test back here. It's a very okay. Great. Mic. I just want to make sure. Um, I don't want you to sound like you're in the other room. Do I sound like I'm far away? Well, now you're leaning into the. <laughs> you're fine. So you're great. The uh, the the guy. He is in his 50s, and this is before Viagra. So, like, oh. how is he keeping it up and going? Yeah. I mean, but we're also assuming that they're having, like, dirty, dirty sex. Oh, right. Maybe they're just they, kissing. Maybe they're just, like, Maybe they're just doing intimate. hand stuff yeah. and not finishing. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Someone's getting finger blasted. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean... I mean, got a great finger. It goes all night long. And I think we can... I think the timeline... I mean, they literally, ha- I think, have rehearsals for this play so for, like, like, maybe a week. Like, bright red. That's so uh, great. I love that you're. I love that Claire's doing this to you right now. This is like I love red raw finger. You just like zoomed in. They're after menopause. Uh, No, but just because it's raw, he's not saying red because of ew. I don't like where your brain just. My brain went to bad blood. No, I think you know it's like fucked up that he's like you know dating all of them, not telling them, but. He is, like, sleeping with a ton of women yeah. who are his age or older, mm-hmm. which I think makes him a hero. Some are younger, time. though, because I mean, at the end nowadays, we learn that he slept with everybody, and he, a lot of the extras who are younger. 
Okay. But yeah. nowadays, you'll see a guy who's like 50 and his love interest is always 20. Yeah. It was so awesome. He's got brown hair and he's having sex with people with white hair. Never happens now. Yeah. yeah. That's no, a really good point. That's a really good point. Like now, if that happened, it would be like a funny joke that he's like hitting on older women. That was like real. I, I always get angry that. when, and this is going to sound so shallow, but on um, like dating apps and stuff, when I message older men who are visibly letting themselves get older, like getting gray hair and sort of mm-hmm. not doing anything to mm-hmm. change that, which I think is great, um, and I message them and they don't message me back and I want to be like, look at me! Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they thought you were joking. Maybe. Aww. Maybe. Maybe you need be. to tag, I'm very Maybe very I should be serious. like, this I'm not joking joke. because of your age. Yeah. Um, yeah, oh yeah, that's just going to make them love you more. Yeah. Yeah, have you yeah. seen oh. Golden Girls episode The Actor? I did have a guy come out, an older guy come back at me once and being like, why aren't you responding to me? And I'm like, I'm just not interested. But he mm. thought it was because of his age. Oh. Yeah, and you're like, really, no, I love old guys, just yeah, not you. Yeah. Just not you, dude. Stan has greys, and I love them. Yeah, He's I love greys. younger than me. Stan. I'm sorry, that's my, the nickname for my boyfriend, because yeah. we call him Stan oh. on the show. Yeah, who will be a guest soon. He will be... He was a guest. Sorry, guys. We're recording these out of order, so we're sometimes all over the place. Yes. He was a guest last week. He was a guest last podcast. week. That <laughs> yes. episode went really well. Yeah. Does he share your love of Golden Girls? Have you turned him into Golden Girls? Um, you know what? When we first started dating, I made him watch two things. Mm-hmm. I made him watch The Room, and I made him watch an episode of The Golden Girls. I made him yeah. watch my favorite episode, and I was... I, I can't remember. To me, it was like, if he says this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen, I was like, this yeah, is almost. a deal breaker. So I showed him The Case of the Libertine Belt, because it's my favorite episode, uh, season seven. And uh, he was like, he liked it, so... See, I do I something to similar to that, but I, when I start dating guys, I take them to... Um, to get pie, mm-hmm. and then depending upon oh. what type of pie, or oh, if they order pie at all, is if this relationship. What's gonna last. the good type of pie? Well, so I, mean, I know in case I go out for pie with you. <laughs> and luckily, like, he'll have different intentions. I like any fruit too. pie, but if you like get particular Another, with your fruit pie, uh, that's a little fruit job. But I love a pumpkin pie. Mm-hmm. I love but pumpkin it's, pie. But mainly, if a guy's like, "Oh, I can't eat pie. Uh, my weight, I can't do pie. It's You're not like, going to be a good done. relationship. We're done." He's yeah. like, "I'll just have a coffee. No milk. Yeah. Yeah. No sugar." No, even that, I'm like, sorry, um, you're out. This isn't going to work. Okay, so... That's true. Age doesn't matter. Pie, though. Pie, Pie matters. Very important. So, guys, it's now a week later yeah. in the show, and Patrick and Blanche come back to the, uh, the house. house. Yeah. And Blanche is, you know, they've been dating for a week. It's been going really well. Blanche doesn't want to keep it a secret anymore. Um, this is the most, like... Not like hijinksy, but it's such like a physical comedy. Like it's almost like a Benny Hill. Like I wanted them to play Yakety Sax during this. It's scene. very comedy bears. It's very yes, yeah. and so but Blanche does the weirdest thing because basically he Patrick's not aware that the women live together, right? So there's a point where he's sitting on the couch and Blanche has leaned over him, and then Dorothy comes in and he quickly throws her to the floor so that she wouldn't <laughs> see because obviously he's dating Dorothy too. Yeah, but. All they could have done, like, they could have done a thing where, like, she sits on his lap and he goes to kiss her and then he has to throw her to the ground. But they do this bizarre thing where Blanche goes, I have a confession to make, Patrick. I'm not, I love that. I'm not perfect. I don't tell many men this, but I'm not perfect. And he's like, huh? And she, like, sits on his lap and she's like, look into my eye. Just look. I have just the slightest imperfection on my pupil or whatever it is that she <laughs> says on my, on my iris. And I'm like, what? What? Can't? There, there was just such an easier way to get there. Yeah. But they do this whole thing. So he's looking at it. Dorothy comes in. He throws Blanche to the floor. And Dorothy's like, whoa, whoa, what's going on here? 
smart Dorothy. I'm like, oh, Dorothy's going to know. Yeah. This has happened in the past, right? Yeah. With the triangle episode uh-huh. where she was dating a man who was a doctor and he was hitting on Blanche and she yeah. was like, wah! And she like got all mad at Blanche and was like, stop hitting on the men that I like, you slut. Yeah. And instead she comes in and she's just like, what is going on here? And Blanche was like, oh, um, you know, Patrick's just helping me with my part in the play. And she's like, you're a non-speaking townsperson. And Patrick's like, oh, we added a part where um, where Blanche gets thrown to the floor. And then he throws her to the floor again. Yeah. yeah. He's literally tossing these women around. <laughs> yeah, it's like yes. domestic violence. It's like, yeah. he's, I mean, he's using them to the or extreme. Or she's liking it. Yeah. But then Blanche does a weird thing where she's oh, like, yeah. uh, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go practice my part outside. So yeah. she's like gonna practice throwing herself on the ground outside. Very strange that she leaves. The grass, it's soft. Sure, whatever. But like it's weird that she doesn't just stay, she just leaves. But I get it, yeah. it's for the sake of the story. So then he's with Dorothy. Yeah. And she's like, What's going on here? Like, I, I I'm not stupid. And he was like, you know, I knew that I actually knew that you guys lived together and, and Blanche believed my lie. And she's like, Oh, you're such a good actor. This is like, I'm telling you, they're under his fucking yeah, spell. But, I mean, haven't you ever been like that with a guy? I have. I have. I've done crazy. Where you like things. just turn a blind eye. Yes. Yeah, and I would have never yeah. thought I would, but I I have. I was with a man who was severely bipolar for five years out of love. Yeah, no, it's you do weird things when Did he take you a are. In, it really he wouldn't do people. it. He wouldn't do it. Yeah. yeah, but like he would off and on. Anyway, that's that's for the private life. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I mentioned Different it. Podcast. But it's true. Like you do, you do weird things when you're head over heels for someone. Yeah. Or just if like you're just even that that attractive. first meeting that you meet Ooh. someone and you, yeah, they're so attractive and they're giving you a little bit of attention. You just want to be so yeah. available, which usually yeah. drives you to craziness. Yeah. It's, I don't know. So then, but then he's going to kiss, he starts kissing Dorothy and Rose walks in and he drops Dorothy to the floor. Yeah. I'm like, holy fuck. And so then, then they do this whole thing where he's like, they're like, Dorothy, what are you doing on the floor? Patrick, what are you doing here? And it's this whole convoluted story where he was like, oh, I was downtown and I ran into Dorothy and I told her that uh, I, I ran out of contact solution and she said that you had some back at your house because nobody here wears contacts and so blah, blah, blah. And then Dorothy's like, I'll go get the contact solution. And she mm-hmm. like walks out and he's like, oh, Rose, thank God. And it's like, he's such a terrible person. And here's where we also learn because he's like, Rose, are we still on for tonight? Yeah. Like, and she's like, yes. I go to the theater, you leave open the trunk of your oh, car, yeah, and I get in. Car. <laughs> he, That's so funny. That is <laughs> insane. Well, I, well yeah. okay, I was dating a guy. <laughs> no, but I was like, I was like, not fully, like, anyways, because I didn't want to... <laughs> Long story, but I felt like if I got in the car, we would like. I like didn't want to have sex, but so he was like, "It's okay. We don't have to be in the car. We'll just sit. We'll open the trunk and we'll just sit there." And then you know, then we got into the trunk, (laughs) which is so kind of weirder than just making out in the car. Was it a hatchback? Yeah, it was like a Prius. Okay. That makes more sense. That makes now. more sense than like because this wasn't a hatchback. I bet this was definitely like a like a Cadillac. So you think that was just like a sign, like sending yeah. you a message? I think like, I think that was clearly just for the joke because it's just really funny to think yeah. of Rose getting <laughs> willingly getting in the trunk of a car. But that's terrifying. <laughs> I mean, you don't get a lot of air back there. Yeah. You know, like yeah, that's that's. 
terrifying. Do you know how to, what to do if you are in the trunk of a car? You the, the light. taillights. You, you always kick take them out, out the taillights. But and how do you now, do it? Now often, almost all cars are made with like levers that you can get. You can get in the back of it. I learned it's that made from for women that are being kidnapped. Actually, there's a there's a Halle Berry film that um, where she plays a 911 operator. I forget the name oh, of it. Yeah. And but there and um, Abigail Breslin gets kidnapped in mm-hmm. it, and there's this whole like heart pounding. Like, oh yeah, Ooh. the Flintstones too. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, there's this heart pounding scene is in the where, where the girl's calling the nine Halle Berry in the in the trunk of the car that she's been kidnapped in, and Halle Berry's telling her all these things to do, you know, and like it goes in ridiculous routes where like she kicks out the light, she's waving her hand out, no one's doing anything, and there's like a paint bucket in the back of the car, so she's pouring paint out onto the out onto the street so the so the air, the helicopters can follow the car. Oh, that's really I mean, smart. It Very was smart. intense. Oh, that movie. Don't yeah. see it, but see it. Yeah, um, yeah. It's one of those movies you watch on like, oh, I'm visiting my folks and they have yeah. HBO and it's on. Yeah. 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 And um, life is scary with my parents, but might as well make it scarier. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So it's the night of the show, right? Yes. Um, so we're... Best Dorothy outfit ever. Yes. It's, I mean, and you know, it's nice. It's like, it does feel like a small community yes. stage theater. Um, it is the night of the show, except I will say... When the show actually starts, and, like, it starts on Biff, the applause may... I mean, it is a large, yeah. deep, echoey applause that makes me think there are no less than 1,000 people in that theater. Yeah. It it's is, like the Donald Trump president's announcement. He's like, there are thousands. There are thousands here. It was, <laughs> yes. Biff came down an escalator. I mean, it was... It, for the size of that stage, I mean, because it looked like my high school stage, and it was yeah. like, you know, every it was like cardboard cutout, props, whatever. should only whatever. seat maybe 500 people. Yes, but, yeah. I mean, there were... I mean, that was like... Yeah, that was... Also 500. That was like Ava Perone going out. Like, it was... There were so many people. Thousands. Anyway, if that was my issue with that, like... Don't cry for me, Biff. Yeah, just like, you know, sound guy. Really no understand what community theater means. Yeah. Um, So, yes, there is a cast change. They announced. This is like right before the show's supposed to go up. The guy who played the sheriff got sick, can't do it. Do they have an understudy? No. But they have the perfect person for the role. The only person oh. who fits into the outfit. Dorothy's Bornak. Somehow that went over my head that <sighs> she, somebody couldn't do the part. She walks out. They said it very quickly. They stuff her front. They give her this pot belly. Oh, the pot belly is great. And I she's mean, it was swirling, such, a, she's she's swirling, swirling a baton. It's the best I've ever seen Dorothy ever. I mean, it's just so... She she is so awesomely male. But they, the weird thing is they don't do anything with her hair. They let her hair just sort of be, like, basically Dorothy's hair with a hat on, Mm -hmm. you know? And she doesn't have necessarily short hair. Like, when you put the hat on... I mean... Like, it's like a sheriff from the 60s with his hair grown out. Like, they should have at least pulled the hair back and maybe... I loved it. I loved it. I I, I imagine that B. Arthur was sitting there being like, don't touch the hair. Don't do anything to the hair. She could have been. You just put that hat on, I'm going to go on stage. Yeah, yeah, I like I like that I like your your choice for your B. Arthur uh, impression Thank you. voice. Um, so so then so then this is the moment where everybody starts sort of discovering. I mean, I yeah. can't believe it hasn't come out sooner. Basically, that well, that, we we don't talk um, about what happens before the show starts. So there's a flower. There's a flower that Rose brought. Um, Rose brings a rose to, to give to Patrick. Exactly. And then Blanche wants to give it to him because none... And remember, oh, yeah. no one knows that he's sleeping with all these women. Mm-hmm. And then another woman, the woman who plays the lead... Josie. The, Josie, yeah. She um, has a rose, too, that she's going to give to him. Blanche tries to give that, take that from her to give to him. Not going to work out. Whatever. So Blanche finds out that... Well, 
She is sleeping. Josie with him. says, "I'll give it to him. I've been giving it to him all week." Dirtiest jerk ever. What? Amazing, amazing <laughs> line. I don't think you can see that on TV today. Um, and and so she says that Blanche then knows, and then Blanche and Rose find out that they've been sleeping with him, and then. Dorothy's in it too, and it's like a well, whole. Well, Dorothy isn't in it. No, yet. not yet. So Blanche and Rose are basically like, "What well, he's been seeing me at the same time." And, and then the show starts. And then the show starts, right? And um, Dorothy comes out. She does her line, and then Biff goes and does sort of some side scene, and then Dorothy hears. So Blanche and Blanche Rose are and Rose sitting. Talking yeah, they're at sitting a, at a picnic table on stage. This is the while show's the show. Happening. The show is happening. Yeah, and they're top volume. They're a top volume. So, but here's the thing: is that it. <laughs> So sometimes they'll be talking where Blanche will be like, you're a scumbag. Yeah. And everybody will stop in the production because they hear her. But then, yeah. but then Dorothy and Blanche, or Rose and Blanche are talking at that same volume yeah. as an aside and nobody hears them. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Blanche and Rose are arguing. Uh, Blanche at one point yells out, you're a dirtbag. Dorothy sort of like very comedically like pokes her head around the side of a, of a bush. Yeah. It is like... Will you two stop? You're going to ruin Patrick's big moment. <laughs> That's what she says, roughly. Yeah. And uh, they're both like, well, Patrick's been sleeping with both of us. And she's like, oh, you dirtbag. And then she yells it out to him. Yeah. I love that they're so shocked that he's sleeping with her, too. Yeah. Like, that, yeah. yeah like, why are you so shocked? You just started sleeping with both of you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. So, so. Uh, so, so Blanche has had it. She, yes. Blanche is so fiery mad. Yeah. She gets up and she does, she, she does the best sort of shimmy, angry she shimmy. She sashays. Yeah. Like, yeah, she does a very angry shimmy. She does a nice yes. chest shimmy. Well, because she's wearing a dress with a, t- with a sweater sort of yeah, clipped to clip, it around yes. her neck. So it, so. it definitely accentuates her, her small yeah. bosom, but yes. it, it works for that. Here's another thing that's funny. So Blanche is like, yes, like, I'm, we're like, fuck this. We're confronting Patrick on stage. She calls him a carpet-bagging scallywag. Uh-huh. Yeah. Which... Scallywag, fine, but like carpetbaggers were northerners who moved to the south for financial gain after the Civil War. So, yeah. like, I mean, mm. come on, like, if you're going to use your, you know, uh, you know, light up a fire on a Mississippi tree on Julep Sunday, like, if you're going to blank, you know what I mean? Like, Blanche, yeah. this is your wheelhouse. Like, fucking get it right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, don't call him yeah. a carpetbagger. But that's fun. It though. sounds like a, a man who bags women. Like I'm bagging your carpets. Like I feel like that's what. Oh. Like a writer in the room was like, "Oh yeah, carpet bagger, a guy that bangs a lot of chicks because carpets, vagina uh, hair. Rugs. You know what I mean? Rugs. Carpet, carpet bagger to me just seems like a man who works at a rug shop. See, I thought it was. I thought carpet bagger to me just sounded like a hoodlum. Oh, well, yeah. that's the scallywag. She says you carpet bagging scallywag. So it's basically like yeah. You, yeah. It, it's also, it's a carpet bagger. All yeah. this it's happening a, while the play is going All on. this happening while the yes. play is going on. And Biff is just like, we'll talk about it later. So, but then, at one point, Blanche says, like, Lord knows how many other women you've taken advantage of. And this is when every single woman mm-hmm. on stage mm-hmm. raises their hand, including yeah. the male stage manager. Who, and then <laughs> what Biff says, shut up, someone, whatever his name is, you lie, Frank, you lie. Does he say you lie? Yeah. yeah I thought yeah. he just said shut up, and I was like, oh, that fruit thing was true. Um... So, oh, and also Blanche... I can see him getting a handy from the stage manager. Totally. Yeah. When will he... When does he have time? Because I, there are men out there. I mean, look at... Especially well, since he spends the whole time fingering women. He needs a hand job at A this great point. example of this He needs a, maybe a hand massage. Maybe he needs a moisturizer. Where the lead character... What's his name? You know the shame with the guy with the big dick? No. Nope. Um, mm. Michael Fassbender. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, and the film Shame. At the end of the film Shame... I'm not going to say this. I'll I haven't it. seen it. And I want to see it. Spoilers. Do you want to see it? Yeah, okay, I won't see it. But it, it'll explain 
the possible relationship between Biff and Frank. Oh, I see. Okay, great. Yes. I love the part when um, when he's like, what's wrong? You know, we all had a good time. I'm just trying to imagine if it was like a female p- woman playing the part and there's a bunch of guys and be like, we all just had a great time. Like, yeah. You know, it just wouldn't happen. No, lucky and I mean, that was, and that was so incredible. Like, he, he didn't, he did not understand what he did wrong. He's yeah. like, what harm did I do? He goes, Everybody who had a good time, put your hands back up. Yeah. I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Well, but did they put their hands they back did. up? They did, yeah. put their funny. hands back yeah. up. But still, like, you know, like, mean, you have to shady. just close that shit. Like, yeah. if you're yeah. sleeping with more than one person, you have to be like, P.S., I'm sleeping with everybody else in the town. But yeah. I like that it, that it, like, it showed how, like, unblack and white things are. Because, like, yeah, they're pissed that he didn't tell everyone, but, yeah, they still had a great time. Yeah. Also, Blanche says, I will never shampoo your hair again. Yeah, that was yeah. great. Which, have you ever shampooed someone's hair? I shampoo my yeah. boyfriend's hair, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't like shampoo it like in the sink, or I shampoo it if like there's a particular situation where we happen to be in the same like physical space where like you would go to do that. And Shower it's like, is a no company zone for me. Is it? Yeah. I don't know that I've ever shampooed a boyfriend's hair. Yeah, that's pretty cute. I shampooed a friend's hair who he had had surgery and couldn't. Yeah, um, but um, but yeah, no, I've never. I don't shampoo. Other dry shampoo hair. is great these Child, days. Child, I, I love shampoo. dry shampoo. Yeah. It smells oh. kind of weird though. Yeah, it depends on what kind you get. Suave is good. It's like three bucks. Oh, yeah? it's pretty great. Um, Didn't know that existed. Okay. Yes, dry shampoo. It's great. Yeah. So um, all this is going on. They're all yelling, yeah. and um, Dorothy stands up as the sheriff, and she's like, uh, "Get out of our, get out of our lives, get out of our well, sight, get out of our town right now." There's a great line before that though, where Phyllis. Mm-hmm. Um, says, you slept with the sheriff, too? Oh, yeah, that's yeah. great. Yeah. That's great. And then she banishes them from the town, and Biff leaves. And he leaves, and then the audience of 10,000 yes. starts to clap, Yeah. and then suddenly everybody's like, oh, shit, we're doing a play, and they sort of snap, too, and I'll look at the audience and realize... They start bowing. And they start bowing. Yeah. And Shortest you, play ever. Yes, you made a really good point. Yeah. You were just like, well, I think we can... Oh, yeah, because I guess there weren't any time cuts no. at all. No, they yeah, started the, the play at the yeah. end of the play within three minutes. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Which to me is a dream. I don't like a play to go on too long. No, no. I don't like an intermission. When someone that. tells me it's a non-intermission play, I'm yeah. like, great, I'll come. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, when someone tells <laughs> yes. me it is one one-hundredth of an act play, I'm yeah. like, I'm in. Yeah. yeah. I'm in. Yeah. I can just, I can stop in, I can just let the Uber run. But they like, might be me. annoyed to spend, like, whatever much money on a three-minute play. If it's a community theater play, though, it's probably, like, donation-based. Yeah, true. Maybe I just got water at my nose. Yeah. Um, so, so they're all returning so home back from the at play, home. and uh, and they're just sort of dismayed by how horrible that experience was. Yes, Rose says, "I feel so common. I feel so cheap. I feel so used." Blanche, how do you deal with that all the time? Yeah. So <laughs> amazing. It is a good line. Um, and then Blanche says. We got on him quicker than mustard on a tie at a county fair. I mean, that's a nice song. That is a nice, that's nice line. It's poetic. It's that really is, poetic. That is, and it, it, it does con it, it conjures up a really clear picture. Yeah. yeah. And it made me sort of forgive her for the carpet bagging yeah. thing a little bit. Yeah. 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 Made me yeah. hungry for a hot dog. <laughs> yes. Um so then again again, the new this is like joke. <laughs> yes. This is <laughs> I mean, this, it's, Dorothy has, it's such a serious moment. I was not expecting this show to end it. Dorothy goes, oh, he made me feel special. Yeah. And Blanche says, he made me feel so young. young. So it's And she said it made me feel smart. Rose yeah, says Rose. he made me feel smart. And then it ends on a joke with Dorothy going, God, he's a good actor. Yeah. But here's the thing. They're almost like forgiving him yeah. for everything by saying that. But like, because they're still sort of wide-eyed and well, daydreamy about maybe him. maybe he had a point. 
Maybe what's the harm in it? Everyone had a little fun. He's flying through town. I've traveled before where I just want to fuck everything. No, here's the thing. He's not. Here's the thing, though. He's telling all of them. He's presumably telling all of them that as soon as this play is over, we're gonna be together and we're gonna write it. We're gonna write it in the sky with a plane and let everybody know about yeah, our he love. He's really a charlatan. Yeah, he yeah. Is definitely... So that's like. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, but he was showing how complicated things are. Like, he was a charlatan, but they still... Also, too, how him. would they respond if he wasn't? How would he? Re- how would they respond if he was just like, listen, I'm only in town for a week, so let's just have a little fun on the side, not make it serious. And I'm going to fuck your friend. That's what he should have said. Do you think anyone would have responded? No. Yeah, Blanche so. would have. But Blanche the other ones would be like, you're having, Rose would be like, you're having sex with Blanche, I'm not going to yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, that gives them a choice. Like, now every single woman in that town well, is, they're all Eskimo sisters well, now. maybe the truth. Maybe the truth. Right? But that's what they are. They've all now slept with the same guy within probably like the same night. But maybe like they're sharing fluids at that point. But maybe they would have wanted to, but just society they know that you just can't. Like if you know your friends having sex, you're just like, I can't do that. Yeah. But maybe they you know they're like, he's good, I would love to do it. So maybe it gave them permission to do something. No, they but they be allowed to yes. don't. No, because we've had past episodes. Be look at the triangle positive. where B. Arthur is dating a doctor and she yeah. thinks and then look at there's the episode where she thinks that Blanche is sleeping with her ex-husband, and that's not even right. I mean, they don't share men. They don't like it. I I mean, I personally, I will speak from the gay perspective on Please. this one. There is a, a sort of a view that gay men have about sexuality, especially sex and the, 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 the separation between sex, love, and friendship, and how oftentimes something can just be sex or something can just be friends being yeah. sexual oh, together. Oh, sure. Whereas in this situation, that clearly, and, and a very sort of like heteronormative mindset that many straight people have, that's an, that's an impossibility for you guys. That's, well, that's a, that's something that not like, not for me, not for you. I, and I totally but, agree but it with is you. Very much over, you know, but you have to disclose that. Yes. You like do. it's like being in like a polyamorous relationship. Yeah. If you're totally respectful and you're, you have your ground rules up front, this is how this is going to work. We're going to be open. We're going to be honest with each other. Then that's fine. If everybody's on the same page, but he's like straight up. Yeah. He's not like conning. He's conning that he's yeah. not yeah. telling any of them. That's where my issue is. Yeah. Um, if you guys want to know, uh, where Sophia's story goes, um, <laughs> Sophia, <laughs> Sophia works, uh, 60 hours at Captain Jack's seafood shanty that week. Cause she couldn't even, uh, get time off to see the play. And, uh, she slips on a, uh, she slips on a loose, uh, cold shrimp on the floor, and she yeah. falls down. She breaks her hip. She ends up in the hospital, but we don't see that part of the story because it's not important. I think, I think maybe Estelle Getty was sick that week. Oh. I think maybe something so happened. So put her in a pirate stuff. costume? Or, you know, write her out of the episode so she can get well. Maybe right. she did break her hip. Yeah. Right. You know what? Maybe then she needed a write, in, write in that she's sick. Let her, like, lie in bed. Like, don't put her in all these heavy clothes with, like, a sword under those hot TV lights. She was pretty know. cute, though. Didn't she we was adorable. It? I, I think you, they could have done a whole ep- separate episode about Sophia's journey well, on her trying to get a job. With yeah, the that peach episode or the nectarine episode. They do that with the nectarine episode where we see her day. Yeah. But it's like, but like <laughs> an 80 year old woman wanting to get a job because she doesn't, because her daughter's allowance, because she feels yeah. like she doesn't want to be treated as a child and be given an allowance like Dennis the Menace. Yeah. That is such it's a like huge rich. story. Yeah. That's, That's rich. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, she's 81. She's going to have to come to the conclusion because what we don't 
don't see. But that's, it would that's be great a to see her making friends with like young people at yes. the fast food. Guys, it would be great to see her realize that she's too old flashback. to have a job. That's not. But maybe yeah. it would be too sad. It would be. Yeah, that's not the show. The show's about these three women and the mother. Like, well, okay, so what if I'm so, sweating, guys? What if okay? What if what if Sophia shows up at her job right, and her boss is like some eighteen-year-old kid? Yes. And she shows up, and she fucking owns the place. Like at first, she shows up, and he's like, "Oh, what are you gonna hear, Grandma? Somebody else gave you this job." And then she manages to like belittle him and just be like, "Old people rule. You suck. I'm gonna live forever." They did that storyline on Roseanne when she worked at the chicken place, and then she had her boss over for dinner because he was treating her badly because she's older and mother. Okay, but that's that's completely different. different. Anyway, but it happens. Do our golden takeaway. Yes, golden takeaways is a moment from the episode that you can apply to your life, or maybe you can give as a source of inspiration to our listeners. We'll start so you have an example. Okay. My golden takeaway comes from the moment when Blanche Rose and Dorothy are talking on stage, um, and it's about understanding your audible levels. Uh, so <laughs> many people, often in my life, I have found to be in situations where people don't understand their volume. And I'm guilty of this too. I definitely go loud sometimes. But You're looking at me when you say this. Oh, well, you can go loud too. We all can. Everyone has that. And I find performers have more of a problem with that than other people because we are often yelling and, you know, we're loud. But um, be mindful of your volume, you know, and yeah. when you're talking. And if, and also, too, be mindful of, like, how you're looking at people when you talk. Because sometimes I find people just look at one person, even though there's a whole crowd of people around them that they can be talking to, mm-hmm. and they direct their conversation at one, and it's like, no, look at everybody. I agree in with the that. eye, when you're talking, mm-hmm. word to word to word, well, eye to eye to eye, mm-hmm. you know. Just understand your volume. I agree yeah, because it that. definitely definitely sends a message. It does. It does. So it's a commu- way of communication. Yeah. Yeah. You're communicating totally. without actually communicating if you're looking at everybody. If, yeah. I feel like we're all just very aware of the volume that we're speaking right now. Now we're talking very quickly. If you're with a group of friends and you realize you sound a little bit like Sam Kinison, you may want to dial it back to sound yeah. a little bit more like Mr. Bean. Or comics who on mics. Sometimes they scream in They the scream in the mics and it's like, you understand you're on a microphone. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's a great takeaway. I think that's yeah, really that's valid. Nice. Yeah. Um, my takeaway is, um, ladies, don't ever think that you need to uh, put balloons or anything or wear push-up bras or anything. Like, love your breasts, how no matter how big or how small or how, you know, if one's bigger than the other. It's incredibly common. I'm just saying love your body. Like, don't, yeah. you know what I mean? Don't uh, Don't try to push your tits up to make some sleazy actor. Or if you you. want to, do it. If you want to push your tits up, Sure, but I'm saying don't feel pressured Yeah, don't feel like you have to. No, but sure, accentuate your features. Love your body. Live your life the way you want to live, however that may be. Yeah, I shouldn't tell girls not to do it if they want to because they feel confident about themselves. Because there is a a shaming, too. Like, I I was talking with someone the other day. There's We have newscasters, weathercasters here, weather people here, who the women on TV, they wear very, very very low-cut tops and, like, skirts that are really high. And they're reporting the weather on TV. And someone was saying how, you know, they shouldn't do that because it's distracting. And it's like, well, you know, that's a way that's shaming because she's she's dressing herself mm-hmm. in yeah. the way that she wants to dress. And if that is in a way it that distracts, you. Is, distracts mm-hmm. you, that's maybe your problem with gender. Yeah. 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 Um, I guess I have two takeaways. One was that you can have sex with the same person as your friends oh. and survive it. Yeah. Um, but two, I guess I was thinking because I went to the Hollywood Forever Cemetery last night. I love that place. Estelle Getty is buried there. Oh, yeah. And Toto. 
Um, and uh, they were playing uh, The Wizard of Oz. Oh, wow. And I was just thinking, like, I saw this kid, but I didn't get any of the metaphors, obviously. And, you know, they have this wizard who's, you know, they come, like, the guy who's, like, not courageous, and the guy who wants a brain, the guy who wants a heart. Yeah. And they're going to get this guy to give it to him. And it turns out he's not a wizard, and he literally just, like, gives him a fake heart. He just tells them the thing. And they're like, oh, yeah. I am courageous. You know, he's like, you don't need a brain. A bunch of dumb people are lawyers, and here's a certificate that you can, you're smart. And I was thinking about how, like, those the guy, the actor, basically made them feel something that they already were. Yeah. And that's kind of beautiful. We can all do that for each other. Yeah, you know, we can. Reflect back who we see, even yes. though, you know... So, guys, feel free to tell me I'm pretty. You're pretty. You're gorgeous, You're Claire. gorgeous. So. I love your side knot. Thank you. It's the best. Thank you. It's, it's what's going best. on with her hair. Yes. Yeah. What's wrong with that? It's no, you said her. I love your side knot. Oh, well, I yeah. was like, She's are people going to know what that, what you're, because you didn't say like that would side be weird knot. You can include like, some, a photo. That would be weird. Oh, if, we're taking a photo. Yeah, we will. But that would be weird if you had like some skin that was a side knot. You know? <laughs> that would be amazing. Or maybe it's, maybe somebody would have been like, did he just say side nut? Back it up. And they'd like go back 30 seconds. Oh, my side nut. Does she have side a side nut? Because we talked about your nut, and then I'd be like, I have a side nut. <laughs> Wonder Twin Powers activate. She got my replacement testicle. <laughs> yes. It's right on her. Yeah, pelvic. I got your replacement testicle. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Well, guys, thanks so much for listening to this podcast. Claire, where can people find you on the interwebs? Oh, you can find me at Claire Pickle on Twitter and Instagram, and um, by my name, Claire Titleman, on Facebook. Oh, Yay! Fun. And I'm H. Allen Scott on everything. And I am uh, CarrieDoherty.com, Squidzy on Instagram, SqueedEatSquid on Twitter. And um, guys, do not forget, uh, after you listen to this episode, to go to OutOnTheLanine.com slash D-I-S-Q-U-S, Discus or Discuss, uh, and look for today's episode title. It is go- it's called The Actor, and uh, this is where you guys are going to leave all of your questions, comments, anything about this particular episode. What did you guys think? Did you think that Patrick was a terrible person? Um, uh, what? Tell us about your theater productions that you guys were in. Tell us about your most embarrassing theater production story, if you have one. And, and- what kind of, you know, performance enhancement... Um, underwear do you wear <laughs> to make your boobs bigger or your butt look better? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's outonlanai.com slash D-I-S-Q-U-S and as always you guys can uh, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Please rate and review us there so people will love us. Um, you and can... this podcast will go out a week before the live show. Yes. Okay. I believe. Yes. Right? Uh, maybe. We're confused. But if this is before July 21st, guys, come to the live show in Los Angeles if you are in town. It is at um, Meltdown Comics, Nerd Melt Showroom, which is in the back of Meltdown Comics. It's at 9 p.m., and it is $8, and it is going to be so much fun. We have Elliot Glazer on the show. He's a past Out on the Lanai guest, and yes. he also has a Golden Girls tattoo. He has tattoo. a B. Arthur tattoo. B. Arthur, you guys yeah. may have seen him on Broad City. Broad City. He's um, a writer on the TV Land show Younger. Yes, um, and uh, the episode, if you're able to come to the show, the episode that we're going to be watching is one of my favorite episodes of all time, is uh, Forgive Me, Father, Where Dorothy Dates a Priest. And if you can't come, and you know some people on Los Angeles that would want to come, tell them. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's going to be bananas. It's going to be so bananas. It's going to be a lot of fun. And we're going to have cheesecake like yeah. we did last time. And as always, if you want more of us, you can go to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash golden girls podcast or go to out on the for all kinds of fun. And if you think this podcast should be hosted somewhere, like on your favorite comedy channel for podcasts, maybe send out a little tweet and tag that channel saying how much you love out on the Lanai and how much you think it belongs there. 
Why is it cheesecake? That's what the girls eat. Yeah. Oh. They didn't eat it in this episode, probably because they were getting ready for performance. Do you feel like if you took one of them out to pie and they ordered cheesecake and out of free pie, it would be okay? I'd be okay with it because they're older. Yeah. 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 Well, guys, thanks so much for listening. Stay golden. Stay golden. Thank you. Stand by the miles, Miami.